0: It's Locked on Mavericks for, what is it, Wednesday, April 5th, episode number 105. And per usual, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, And what they can do for you is take a process that is uh, pretty difficult and uh, pretty annoying, quite frankly, of trying to find the best deal online to get out to a a live event, maybe a concert, maybe a comedy show, maybe something else, maybe a sporting event like the Mavericks final uh, two home games. And they made it quite simple for you. And how they did that is gather up all the tickets from uh, other brokers that are out there, the ones you don't even know about. They find the best deals, they put them in front of you, they grade them for you so you know you're getting the best deal. Green would be good, red would be bad, and you can click on your seat and see the sight line. Make sure you're not sitting behind like a hippopotamus or something like that. And uh, what you care about is saving a little bit of dough. They're going to get you the best deal, but they're also going to save you some money off the top, and that's by uh, downloading the SeatGeek app, putting it on your phone, bottom right hand corner, it'll be me, it'll say me, that's the accounts tab. That's the settings tab. Enter promo code is the next step. And enter promo code LOMAVS, as in Locked on Mavs. That'll save you $20 off the top of your first SeatGeek purchase via the SeatGeek app. All right, I'm Mike. He's uh, Jake. This this Mavs season is kind of dwindling to its end. Um, Five left, uh, three on the road. The Mavs did uh, lose last night um, in Sacramento as they didn't play a single... uh, player that you care about outside of Nerlands. Um yeah, I'm Mike, he's Jake at Machine Sports uh, at not Jack Kemp, if you didn't uh, know that already. We will answer your questions like we will do here uh, in a few minutes. Um if you shoot us some uh some Twitter questions. Barnes did play last night. Barnes played? Yeah. Okay. And I watched
1: like very little of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean but they played heavy bench minutes. I mean Finney Smith got twenty three uh Utah got 21 they started Brasino who almost tried to give them a win yeah i mean it was to it was a close game for like until about 5 minutes left in the fourth quarter which i pretty much only watched the second half and Brasino was uh i don't know he was feeling himself a little bit he, he like he uh i don't know man i think there's something there there probably I is i don't know what it is but they were playing in both that dude. At one point, he was basically handling the ball. That's nuts. Uh, he ended up with five assists. Also, turned it over four times. But
0: and look yeah. at his line. That looks like an insane line. Thirteen,
1: yeah, I mean, seven, and five. Yeah, and he uh, he did <laughs> two steals. He was four of twelve, but still, yeah, he was pretty. He was very active. And I mean, it was like a one point game heading into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, I'll take the Milwaukee win because, as we've talked about, um. you obviously would be in a better spot draft-wise if you don't beat the bucks on the road but it didn't involve like fourth quarter barnes spaz out so that one i would have been way more okay with that than if they had won last night that would have kind of bothered me
0: yeah i mean they're losing the the appropriate games uh quite honestly like the ones to the pelicans ones to the kings ones that are like whole games in the standings um but my formula for like them kind of uh, ducking underneath both those teams did not involve beating Milwaukee. I thought that was a assured loss. But you know, things don't go the way I uh, <laughs> the way I tell them to a lot of the time, and I'm all right with it. Well, I mean but, the only
1: thing is you're one game right now better than the T Wolves and the Kings, and if mm-hmm. you end up picking ninth and instead of seventh, it will be hard not to think about that.
0: Yeah, I'll be I'll bitch about it at that moment if that comes to uh, fruition as they are the ninth pick right now, Um, one game from Minnesota and uh, one and a half away from the Sacramento Kings um, for I think they have five left as well. So uh, a little bit of magic to work here if you can. Um, If they win another game, I might be a little annoyed. But then again, you also have to play the Suns um, this Sunday. So we're going to see who can lose harder in that matchup. But uh, we'll keep you up to date with all that crap heading forward. Um, What you care about is uh, answering your Twitter questions. And uh, that's what we're going to do right here. And it was a friend of the pod. Uh, I'm trying to find his handle real quick. But his basic question was... Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Um,
1: Glenn Jr. 88.
0: Yeah, Glenn Jr. 88. Um, His basic question was, he's looking around to the, uh, the free agent market and assuming... This is he already he got off on the wrong foot to begin with, I believe, but uh, we'll help him out a little bit, um, assuming that the Mavericks are going to have some kind of lump sum of money, which you're kind of correct, you're a little bit correct. If they want to, they can create you know enough for maybe a, a twenty million dollar player, um, if Dirk takes next to nothing. But uh, he was you uh,
1: think he really has to take next to nothing? Does he? I mean, I mean whatever their number, whatever their, their number is,
0: right? Yeah, whatever their number is right now. Um, just assume Noel is going to step into most of Dirk's money. You know what I mean? So that kind of makes it almost exactly what they have right now, which is like, I think 12 under or something like that. Um, but his idea was maybe go get a big ticket item, um, on your, on your shopping list. And the first one that came to his mind was, uh, Serge Ibaka. And I think his exact idea was, you know, pair Serge and uh, Nerland's Noel together, and that's a pretty mean, pretty mean uh, front court that can protect the rim. Um, a couple of reasons why this is the kind of move that uh, they for sure will not make. Um, one is the Seth, Seth Curry situation, um, in that whatever cap room you're going to use to sign Seth Curry uh, next, next offseason, um, I mean, and there is a possibility that you could trade uh, Seth Curry. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility, but whatever money you, you're going to use to sign Seth Curry, you have to have on your cap. You can't go over to retain your own player like you can with most of your guys because you only have early bird rights on him. Um, so if you're interested in bringing Seth Curry back after next season, you got to be flexible, number one. And number two, I don't think they're going to do anything that uh, that would impede the growth of Harrison Barnes. And that includes playing Serge Ibaka at the four, you know, thirty minutes a game. Um, I don't think that would work. And yeah, that kind of and that kind of leaves a garbage offensive team.
1: <laughs> uh, boy, I don't know, man. I mean, the two things I would say are Ibaka <clears throat> is still a plus offensive player.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's I a, mean, he's above average, but he's not like
1: he's not Barnes, he's not Dirk, you know. No, but he does shoot like forty-one percent from three. Hmm. Um. And his last – you know, basically they tried to turn him into a stretch four and his rim protection fell off significantly. I mean, he's down – you know, he's at one and a half blocks a game and his peak, he was at three, seven, and three. I mean, he led the league in blocks per game. Mm-hmm. But he's traded that for being a – I think he's an above-average offensive player and I think Barnes is a way above-average offensive player and I think that – uh You know, whoever, you know, Curry is an above average offensive player. Noel is an above average offensive player. So I think you could get away with it because I think you could play uh, Abaka some at the five in small lineups with Barnes at the four. And because they're never, no matter how healthy Noel is, they're never going to try to play him more than like 25 minutes a night. Yeah. So that still leaves quite a bit of minutes to go around for the four five spot. The problem there is you would still have Dirk next year. And if Mm -hmm. Dirk is coming off the bench, that is hypothetically, he would be the five in a small ball lineup or, you know, Powell would be. And that is where this thing probably falls apart is they've paid, they gave a four-year deal to Powell, who I thought Mm -hmm. looked pretty good last night. And that's exactly why they wouldn't be able to do this to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very true. It sucks because that's the type of minutes he would be getting. And, and but if you're just saying that in a vacuum, do I think a team that had a five-four-three of those three guys, and then and sometimes they slid, um, you know, Ibaka to five and Noel, or excuse me, and, and Barnes to four? I think that mm-hmm. team would be really good. And you have to somewhat worry about the mileage on Abaka, but he still is quote twenty-seven.
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's 27 right now. That's all I know. At, at least yeah. he, he's listed as 27.
0: Yeah. I I just I don't think they're going to spend I don't think they're going to shoot their uh load up the uh the money gun and uh shoot it in the into the air for anybody that's not like a sure thing perfect fit. I don't have to uh, you know, uh maneuver minutes. I'm not taking Dirk's minutes. I'm not keeping Barnes away from playing the 4. Like, I get the idea that your starting lineup would be pretty wicked. And I think you could do a lot of fun things with that starting lineup. I just don't think that's ever going to cross their mind. I don't think they even get in a room with Serge Ibaka. I don't think they talk to him. I think his number is probably going to be $20 million, um, or north of that uh, for whatever team wants to add him. And I think that money could be spent way more wisely. Like, if you want to go get, like, Kyle Lowry's the other guy in his team. That was uh, included in this tweet, I think. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah the tweet-
1: because the idea is that they would have to let one of the two of them go. They can they yeah. can sign Lowry with bird rights, but they would be yeah, they'd be
0: deep way, into the tax way over. <laughs> <laughs> way yeah, they'd over. be like every dollar that they spent on Kyle Lowry would be like two point five dollars probably. Um, but I think if you want to go after uh, a point guard of that fashion, like I know some people close to the team aren't super keen on giving Kyle Lowry uh, twenty million a year. Um, for him to play point guard for them for the next four seasons. I'm in the other room. I'm saying do that right now. Like, your team is top five in the West, probably. Yeah, I'd probably rank them, like, fifth in the West. If he's healthy. Yeah, well, that's kind of like a Toronto thing, too. They're, they're dumbasses when it comes to Kyle Lowry, and they play him 37-plus minutes the first 50 games of the season, and then he gets hurt, and he has to miss a month just from wear and tear injuries, like... He had to like a particle removed from his wrist this year. Like, and it's always just wear and tear injuries. And it's just a team that doesn't know how to use their guy and they don't trust the dudes that are behind him enough, despite giving Corey Joseph like a pretty healthy contract. And I think everything, the only thing that's wrong with Kyle Lowry to me is the injury bug. And I think you can fix that with this team, could fix that. They'd be really smart about it. They wouldn't kill him, they wouldn't make him play 40 minutes on a, uh, you know, uh, Tuesday night in Boston uh, for no reason at all. And especially since we have point guard depth now. Um, I think Kyle Lowry would be a stinking home run. I think Abaka doesn't necessarily enter their, their thought process.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they didn't have Pal and they not only they would have more minutes, they would have more money, I think it would. I could sell myself on it a little bit more. But right now, if you figure Nerland's at like 17.5, which mm-hmm. is 4 for 70, and then you just yeah. throw 10 on Dirk... Mm -hmm. If I don't count Measury non-guaranteed, Brasino non-guaranteed, Yogi non-guaranteed, Finney Smith non-guaranteed, and I don't count Devin Harris, which is partially guaranteed, they'd be at like 86 on a 107 cap. I have a Mm -hmm. pretty good 102 cap. That's like 15 in space right there. Yeah. I have a pretty good feeling that they will be bringing back Devin Harris. Probably. So now you're down to like 10 or 11. Now let's do we really even know what sort of like what Yogi is signed up for?
0: Uh, let's see. Looks like one point three next it, year.
1: And it's like a qualifying offer. Yeah. So he'll be here and he'll be on a real cheap number.
0: Yeah, he's making the same as Bercino and uh
1: Finney Smith and AJ Hammonds. All of them are one point three, one two. So in this situation, you've pretty much got like nine or ten million dollars in cap room. Mm-hmm. Now you could probably get Devin Harris to rework like cuz with a partial guarantee deal I think that they could they could get that number down. Yeah. But you're you're not talking about a ton of room if you end up bringing back Noel. Um so I'm not really sure how you would get into that mix anyways unless Dirk agreed to play for like 5 million. Mhm. And now you can work your way up to like 16 and uh, and maybe you've got a, a little bit of relief from Harris. Now you're up to about 17 or 18. I think what's and you're what, going to have
0: that, you're going to have that rookie contract on there too, which I think is like three or four million. Um, so that's sort of that soaking height. up soaking up a little bit.
1: So for I think a top ten pick, what's most likely is that they they really are not going to add anyone of of huge consequence. And I don't know if yeah. it's necessarily because of uh, Curry. Like I get what you're saying, but I kind of feel like I figure it out whenever I get there yeah no that's How, that's a good point however you kind of have to look at noel as their free agent signing
0: very true very true and when did uh, the the rangers did this a couple of years ago where it was like they traded for somebody and it's like oh bringing him back is our free agency like um I yeah, remember I mean, who it was well with, they
1: traded for hamels which they gave yeah. up a ton of uh prospects for and added 20 plus million dollars in salary and then didn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot in free agency because yeah yeah it's it's some i mean we've made that comparison a couple times and I think it's, it's apt, and I think that it might not have the sizzle as a big free agency signing does, but I think I'd prefer it because you've already gotten a chance to have your guys be around the guy mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, free agency is a massive risk. So is a trade, but in this case. So I think if you just took, like, the team since they've been healthy and since they've had Noel, yeah. I think they've played, like, around the sixth or seventh best team in the West. Yeah, And if you just add in natural improvement of guys like Barnes, guys like Noel, and uh, maybe even a little bit more from Curry, and then you add a first round pick, I don't think it's that hard to sell yourself on the idea. And that guy's probably not going to give you a ton in the year one, but I don't think it's that hard to sell yourself on them being around the sixth or seventh best team in the West next year.
0: Yeah, I mean you're constantly looking for ways to get, you know, take baby steps to get better. If you tell me Noel here next year um, and his his natural improvement that's gonna happen Harrison Barnes I think is probably gonna take another step next year and even if he doesn't if he just scores in different ways um, next year and consistently knocking down the three and getting to the free throw line like he's gonna be better. Um, Wesley Matthews obviously that you know uh, of all the starters like I have the least feel on what he's gonna be next year but if you throw in a sprinkle in a first round pick you throw in some bench depth which I think is what they'll sp- end up spending their money on. They'll probably spend, um, I don't know, 10 of that 17 um, on like two $5 million players, whether it's guys we we know and we like, or if it's dudes, they're just going to take a shot on that are free agents out there and load up the bench and say, okay, from this stretch of time before Seth hurt his shoulder, we were the sixth best team in the West. And that's what we're rolling back with. Uh, plus a first round draft pick, plus a little bit more bench depth. And let's go get it. Let's hope everyone stays healthy. And maybe we can slide into the fifth seed. Um, if one of the teams above us has a major injury, like if Blake Griffin misses two months again or something like that. And I think that's the game plan. And it would take something like kind of earth shattering to get them off that game plan. Yeah. And I think I think maybe a Kyle Lowry does that. Maybe, um, you know, Chris Paul never happened. But that caliber of a player that's just a nod and say, yes, give him whatever he wants. um, is the only thing that's going to shake them off that. And it's not going to be for an incremental improvement um, in which you have to do a lot of, uh, you know, jerry-rigging for, um, like, Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the idea. I like the player. I like all the things that he can unlock with your lineups. But it's just too many hurdles, uh, honestly, to get to that point. And I don't know what they'll do with Seth. Um, that's a really – that's going to – bother me for the next year and a half basically like what's happening with seth curry because right now if i had to give you something i'd say seth curry gets traded next next trade deadline um just because of the situation Uh, because his value is so stinking high um and they're gonna have to pay out their ears over uh basically digging into the ground uh to pay him and Man, it would just really help uh, quite a bit if we could trade like Dwight Powell for a late first. (laughs) (laughs) I would really enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I've still got to figure out the point guard thing, but we can uh, can address that going forward. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Jacob, uh, thank you for your time.
1: I'll see you.